Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. Um, this episode is another really great episode. I need a better vocabulary because I keep saying everything is awesome, but this episode really was great and it was one of my favorite episodes. I mean, every single episode just, I feel like gets better and better. Um, so I'm excited for you to hear this. I got to interview my friend from Canada I'm going to butcher his name. I swear I've been practicing. You'll understand when you listen to the episode. His name is Olivier. He speaks French and I don't, so that's why I'm horrible at saying his name. But you can hear a really funny conversation of him teaching me how to say his name because everyone should learn how to say people's names properly, even if it's not uh, easy for you. You should take the time. So that's my little TED talk for today. But this episode is so, so interesting. He has such a great way of looking at life. And not only is he an amazing dancer, he's worked with Cirque du Soleil behind the scenes and as a performer. Um, and his latest project is a company called Thank Loop, um, which is just a really easy powerful way to give thanks to people. Um, it's really simple and I don't know. It's, it's really awesome. I'm not sure if his GoFundMe is still running, but the link is in the description of this podcast. So definitely check that out. Support him if you can. Um, and just I'm excited for you guys to hear this episode. So I'm trying to keep this intro short. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, the craft we made, we made pop-up cards, which is a really easy craft if you're kind of scared of crafting. Um, you know, it's it's definitely simple. I cut out the audio from the crafting, of course, because it just doesn't make sense without seeing the visual aspect of it. So make sure you go check out the video version of this episode on YouTube at Essentially Haley. Um, and exciting news, I have officially made a Dancers Doing Stuff Instagram account. So you can go check that out. Follow us over there. Um, I say us, but it really is just me. Um, but today I posted the first video. I'm starting to roll out content from past guests. So I shared a video from my very first guest, Michaela. Um, so also, if you haven't checked out that episode, definitely go check it out. Uh, we made vision boards, and she's a gorgeous dancer. So go look at that video, like it, and all the things. Um, but other than that, I think let's just get into it. Um, let me know what you guys think of this episode. Tag me on Instagram, on all the Instagrams, and um, comment, rate, and review this podcast if you feel so move to. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. 
2020 has been a crazy year. And while we're all doing our best... Sneak peek! <laughs> Hello everyone! Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. I just gave you a sneak peek by accident of who our guest is. But before I show you that actual video, um, I am going to hype up my guest as always. This is episode 13, which is really crazy. I'm very lucky that I've had so many... Um, amazing friends come on this show and I have a lot more planned for us for the future but my guest today is a friend who is from Canada I met dancing in New York um, and he has this really cool new project this new company um, he's an awesome dancer of course because I do not bring on anyone who is not excellent but um, so I'm gonna show you a video of him dancing and then also a video that you saw a sneak peek of um, where he's talking about his new adventure. So, and I'm not even going to say his name because I'm going to have him help me say his name and teach us all how to say it properly because it's uh, something that people get wrong a lot and he deserves to have his name properly said. So, without further ado, I'm going to show you first a video of him dancing and then an awesome video about his new company, Thank Loop. 2020 has been a crazy year. And while we're all doing our best to stay at home to limit the spread of the virus, that doesn't mean that it's not hurting us. In fact, it's made us realize just how important these little human interactions are to our daily life and our well-being. But that's not really surprising because when you look at the research, they basically say that the simple act of thanking each other can have a dramatic impact on our mood. So that's what we decided to do. We created a platform focused on the idea of thanking each other in a meaningful and easy way online. It's called ThankLoop. You go on the website, click a button, and instantly have access to hundreds of profiles that have stories to share and are waiting to be thanked. Now, for each of these profiles, they'll receive a beautifully crafted email from our team at ThankLoop that when they open, they'll see a full list of everyone that has thanked them for their contribution to society. Now, we hope you consider us in building this platform, and we thank you for it. Yay! Okay, without further ado, here we go. Hello! <laughs> oh, I muted you. One second. Here we go. Try again. I said, yes. I said, what an introduction. <laughs> I'm glad it was good. Up? Okay, first, before we get into anything, give the world a lesson on how to give, not the world, Americans and people who don't speak French, yes. a proper uh, lesson on how to say your name so that we don't butcher it anymore. Yeah, I like that you said Amer Americans, <laughs> um, but essentially anyone that's not from Quebec, so it's totally understandable. So yeah, usually when I go to the States and they say, oh, what's your name? Or, you know, nice to meet you. And I I always struggle, I always hesitate between two names. I'm not sure if I should give them the easy version or the real version. So the easy version is just Oliver. So a lot of people just, uh, I just say, oh, my name's Oliver, you know, whatever. Just, I don't want to bother spend time saying it. But the real way to say it is Olivier. And usually when people say, <laughs> well, usually when people hear that, they just go, what? And then I just go, oh, it's, <laughs> what? And then I go, oh, it's Oliver but with an I after the V. Of, of course, you know, this is a French name. So right. it's normal, uh, 
extremely natural, but still, so. I'm going to try. try. I'm going to sound really bad. I I only know how to say I'm tired in French. So now I'll be able to say your name also. Say (laughs) say I'm tired in French? (laughs) Je suis fatigué. That was amazing. Okay. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to read you on a scale of one to 10 my name right now. Okay. I'm so scared to say it. Probably. Is it like, you know what? Like it kind of like trails off at the end. Like, it does. Uh, it does trail off. Okay. Olivier. I'm nervous. <laughs> Olivier. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Haley. That was like a four. No, no, no. Haley, no, no. That was like, that was one of the best interpretations I've heard, like an American say. You're just saying that when, because you're no, on no, my no. show. One hundred percent, Haley. Okay. That was. How do you good. say your last name? <laughs> okay, this one's say, say the whole. Say the whole thing. Say the whole thing for Olivier us. Chartman. Wow, that sounds famous. It sounds famous. Yeah. Okay, I should keep my name. Yeah, oh, for sure. Everyone should be okay. forced to learn how to say it properly. It's a good exercise. It works our brain in America. Yeah. Olivier okay. Chartrand. Oh, so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I love, I, I love that you add like a fancy twist to it. <laughs> like you're, you're saying my name and you're like, Olivier Chartrand. <laughs> French <laughs> just seems hand. so fancy to me. I don't know why. It it's just so seems hard. so French. I mean, it's not so French, so fancy. I, like yeah. you could be saying like something really boring in French and I'd be like, wow, that's so famous. That's crazy. But yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to practice. I'm going to keep practicing that. But today, so obviously I kind of gave you guys a peek into what your, um, you know, outside, what's it called? Like your, your passion outside of dance. But let's talk about dance first, but also the craft is related to your project outside of dance and also for Thanksgiving and also just for fun. So what we're making today are pop-up cards. I have a very ugly one here that I made as a test. Boom. Boom. And it's very easy, I swear. I know you said that you're not the best at crafts, but I'm going to get you there and you can... Give this as a thank you note to someone that you love. Um, and just, yeah, we just ha- we're having our Thanksgiving. You just had your Thanksgiving. So it's perfect. It's perfect. So what we need are first, whatever you want to pop up in the card. So I'm just going to do like a little, a little square. I'm going to cut it out of this green paper. It's going to be fine. You're going to survive. So yeah, you need scissors, three pieces of paper, and some tape or glue, and some markers. These are not cookies. I keep my (laughs) markers in these cookies, but I do love some cookies, and I've been eating a lot of cookies today. You finished them all, which is (laughs) why... I did. I ate a lot of cookies today. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to make mine like a little semicircle but you don't have to feel pressured to do that you can just make a little square but i'm gonna have this little semicircle pop up but don't feel pressured to do anything fancy 
and I'm gonna write I something very fancy. Okay, yeah, but you mean you are French? I mean, well, you're Canadian and French. <laughs> what is the? Di- I need to hear about that. Like, yeah, because I know the language is even different in Canada mm-hmm. versus like Paris. I know, like, I have friends from yeah. France and then friends from Canada who speak French, yes. and then they always have like things to say about the other. Yeah. And then I have friends in Brussels, and like they all speak French, but it's all different. So it's so complicated, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, no, so so the French of Quebec, which is the French that's spoken in Canada, is a more um, rustic French. <laughs> so <laughs> as the French in France is very like posed on every word and they have like expressions that like I had no idea existed until I heard it. Uh, oh. as, in, as in Quebec, we're famous for our swear words. So really? Yeah, we have like the 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 best swear words, <laughs> I would say. That's so funny. Because they're like they're like extremely trashy, but like, <laughs> like ridiculous. So I'm gonna. Hey, yes. When did you get into crafting? Just I don't know. Like I'm an only child, so I think I just like spent a lot of time just like sitting in my room and like gluing stuff together. I went to a Montessori school growing up, which is like a very creative, um, alternative kind of school. I went there till fourth grade. So it was very like hands-on learning and like we learned to read with like sandpaper letters. So everything was very like tactile and cool. Like there, yeah, there was like arts and crafts like built into just regular learning, which was kind of fun. So that's probably one of the reasons. And then my mom is, she's a dancer, but she's also just, like, really fun and crafty. So she would always be, like, getting me supplies. And, like, my whole family, my aunt is, like, amazing at painting. And, like, I don't know. I, I think I'm just lucky that I have a lot of crafty people in my life. Okay. So while we're taping, I know we talked a little bit about you're from Canada, obviously. Um, so when did you kind of get into dancing? Oh, I was eight years old and uh, eight or seven, I'm not sure actually. <laughs> but at that age, apparently I was always telling my parents every two weeks that I wanted to do an activity. So every once, one two week was like, oh, uh, I want to go and do and uh, play the trumpet. And then next was like, oh, I want to play the guitar. But then when I was like, oh, I want to dance. And then my parents were like, oh, you know, he's going to change his mind in like two weeks or something. Right. But hey, two weeks later, I said, Mom, I want to dance. And then she was like, oh, there's something this, special there, you know. This is it. So what style did you start with? Did you go to like a studio where you did kind of all different styles or? I went to a studio called Studio A in Montreal. And uh, they did HHI, uh, Hip Hop International, in 2002 oh, cool. and 2003. And they won. Wow, and, uh, that's really impressive. Was- very old school but like only hip-hop well no they were doing other styles but they, they were mostly known for you know hip-hop cool and like foundational hip-hop and like all of that stuff so you got like good training at the beginning yeah like like mel charlo i don't know if you know mel uh-huh. but uh she was my teacher when i was 10. so wow that is really cool that is so cool okay yeah. how's your taping going so good i taped all four corners and little balls and now it's like perfectly taped there's something like therapeutic with like just working with your hands. Like totally. 
stopping and just like no just like I'm doing this little thing and you know just focusing on it yeah I I always I also started dancing when I was really young but I also have always just been like really I love to just like sit and like organize things or like do little crafts and stuff I think it's it definitely kind of like it's still creative but it's a way to like calm yourself down and mm. still be creative without having to sweat and like be gross and tired from dancing <laughs> yeah i feel like the mind needs to focus on something you know yeah but but when it's like simple it's almost like you're allowing your mind to focus on something small instead of all that other thing exactly which we've <gasps> you're a pro you're a pro. I should I should get into crafting seriously. Seriously. I should open an Etsy shop like you. Yeah. And, and you could you could sell cards. <laughs> I could sell you cards. Could, you could start having a, a physical aspect of of Thank Loop, which I'm not going to get into yet. I keep I keep teasing yeah. it out, but I still want to talk a little more about dancing. So, you started dancing hip hop, boom boom boom. When was the first time that you came to New York? Because I know you came here even when you were in high school, yeah. even younger, and took class at BDC, which is must have been nerve-wracking as a young international student. Oh, <laughs> uh, my God. Like, New York, I always say, like, is my, is my love. Like, New York is, like, my second home, you know. Uh, and it tears my heart apart that I'm seeing all these things happen in New York right now. But, um, yeah, I, I, I first – so – I first got into conventions, which led me to New York. You know, um, I actually went when I was first time. I was 12 years old, I think, and wow. uh, I, I would take like Cheryl Murakami's class, and you know, all those like old school teachers uh, and stuff. I would still take Jerry Grimes, you know, um, and stuff. And then, yeah, like I just remember going to New York and then going to LA and then finding like, you know what? I'm just happier in New York. So that's why I kept coming back uh, yeah. to New York, even though it was more expensive. <laughs> Obviously, True. <laughs> True. So I know that you, you've done some really cool things in Canada. One of the things that you've done is you've worked with Cirque du Soleil, right? So I'm so interested to hear, because when I first met you, I know that you were like working with them and doing stuff. Um, and then you would come to New York because I think you had a break or something like that. So I'd love to hear more about that experience and just kind of some of the dance things that you've done uh, in Canada. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy because, you know, I, I think that as dancers, we often feel pressured only to take the like dancing path. And for me, like it was super unique because, you know, I went to my I, I, I just finished my bachelor's degree uh, and during my entire bachelor's degree, uh, I worked three years in Cirque du Soleil's creation and innovation teams. Uh, so from a cool. Business but I also danced for them uh, as well. So, uh, but yeah, I, most of the time I was actually um, working with people, thinking about new concepts for it. So I, I worked in the innovation team. So we asked the question, so what are some new formats that we've never seen before, but that could become Cirque du Soleil uh, pro project? So that was my that was my job. Wow. How did you even get into that? Uh, it's crazy because um, so a lot a lot of these business jobs, you know, it's a lot about networking. So I got right. an interview. And when I did, you know, I think I had that kind of dual business and art path that right. I think is, is, is a lot of research in, in the world in general. 
So like if you're listening to this and you know, you're a really good dancer, adding a business element is great. And it's really in demand anywhere that you work because people are always looking for creative people. So, so yeah. Yeah, so, that's so true. And I, I know- I was supposed to pay for four months and I, and I got extended six times, so. That's so cool. It's true. It's like we were talking about this before we, we started going live, but dancers have so many skills and like learning, like being a dancer growing up, you learn so much more than just dance. You learn how to work as a team. You learn how to be creative and find new solutions to things. And those can carry over to all aspects. And I think that's why we know so many people who are dancers but are so great at so many other things and have so much to offer the world. So that's, I mean, that's kind of why I started this show is to just share those stories and talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, there's even, to add to your point, there's even a book called The Range. Um, and it actually explains that people who are at the top, top level of their craft. So if you look at like the best pianists in the world, uh, the best tennis players in the world, etc., you see that there's a consistent pattern. And that pattern is not that they just did tennis their entire world as, uh, as they were young and just like kept doing it, kept doing. No, actually, um, the people that are at top, top of their craft in the world when you compare them to people who are just very, very good, the people who are very, very good did this, did the same craft all their life. And the people who are at the top, like for example, pianists that are at the top of the game, they did trumpet before. Mm. They did you know, guitar as well. So it's crazy to think that, but I think that you know, just following what you love and drawing from different sources ends up capitalizing a lot on what you do. So yeah, and especially like not being scared that like doing something in addition to dance or doing something else besides dance totally and taking a break from dance doesn't mean you're not a dancer anymore. Like you are still a dancer no matter what job you're doing at this time or how many classes you're taking or how long you've had to take a break during the pandemic. Like that's part of who you are and you're still a dancer, but you can also be so many other things. So I love that. Well, it's time for our first game I know you're very excited about this. So if you are watching live um, on YouTube, you can actually interact with us right now. We are going to play Would You Rather? And um, so you can comment in the chat on YouTube and I can bring it in and share it. So let me do my little... Yay! (laughs) All right, so we have the cards. First one, are you ready? I'm so ready, and I'm feel so lucky right now. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have a paralyzing fear of buttons and zippers or have to wear wet socks inside dry shoes every single day? I think the second one, because I think the second one, like, you can always get used to it, you know? <laughs> right. And I know it would suck and stuff, but a paralyzing fear like you would never want to be like in that important meeting where like everything is starting to get aligned and then you're about to present and then you look and your your client has buttons on and then you're like, oh crap, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I think, yeah, as much as wet socks are annoying, I guess you just get used to it. I'd pick that too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather have to crawl everywhere like a lizard or feel dizzy every time you lie down. Oh. That's a really hard one. That's a really good one. 
<laughs> I think I would rather crawl like a lizard. <laughs> and yeah, because like I feel like you know if you're, you would be known for that, and I'm not saying that getting known for something is a good thing, but I think that like people deserve to show their individuality. So if you're gonna go and walk like a lizard, man, go and do it. Right, commit to down. it. Like, like you sleep lying down, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, or like even if you're like if you're doing a dance and you have to like lie down in the dance and then you're like it would just it yeah. would make it too hard. It would make everything too hard. You're on stage, your dream job, you just go, you lie down and you're stuck on stage. <laughs> a mess, a mess. Yeah, I'd pick that too. Okay. Last one. Would you rather have a bottom for a face? So your butt is on your face. Yeah. Or have everything you touch catch on fire. <laughs> Does that include people? I think it's um, literally everything you touch. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess you uh, would have to literally live in water. You'd have to be like surrounded in a water suit at all times so that yes. you wouldn't light your bed that's on a great fire. Workaround. That's a I know. Great it's See, kind of cheating, maybe. I feel like I would pick that though. Out. I would, yeah. I don't want to have a butt for a face. I don't. I don't. I don't. But <laughs> I mean, butts are very popular right now, but yeah, not was, not was, on your face. I was going to say I have a nice butt, but like I feel like I still want my face, you know? So, yeah, because yeah, I don't think it's that you get a face on your butt. It's like you have two butts, one That's here crazy. and one that you sit on. Okay, I would definitely choose the second option then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. And if you put water and let's say you touch something, there's fire, maybe it like cancels out. Right. Like you just have like a, a water gun with you at all times and you sleep exactly. in a tub. <laughs> there's there's got to be ways to survive that. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a perfect transition. I mean, it's not really a perfect transition, but talking about silly things is a fun way to get into talking about your passions outside of dance we can talk right into thank loop or we can talk about other stuff whatever you are feeling most excited to talk about mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 so great because like we just this is a perfect segue because we just talked about you know dancers doing like a lot of different things and combining things sometimes and i feel like for me you know um i think i will yes always remain a dancer but i will always also remain somewhat of an entrepreneur and what I mean by that is someone who looks at things is curious about them and then tries to execute them in the world so I don't mean it in like I wear a suit and you know uh, I go and I'm entrepreneur you know I right. mean it as just being curious about the world and kind of you know asking yourself what can you add because everyone has something amazing about them anyone can add something to the world that's great you just have to kind of be curious look at it and go and and surround yourself with people that can help you make it happen. So for me, Thank Loop um, was, you know, is my first kind of like entrepreneurial project out there. And um, it came to me when I watched a TED talk and this guy uh, was describing how he went on a journey to thank everyone that made his morning cup of coffee. Wow. Um, and it actually took him three years because to thank everyone that made his morning cup of coffee, he needed to thank uh, the person who drove the beans from the farm to the distribution plant. 
But wait, Haley, you cannot drive the beans without the road. <laughs> so he went and he thanked everyone who made the road that allowed the drivers to drive on it. So wow. it made me realize that these simple things like this water bottle that we take for granted is actually the collective effort of so many people. So, you know, we started asking ourselves, like, how can we kind of can take this idea and put it into reality? And with COVID and everything going on, we just felt like uh, it was the, the right time to kind of launch something like this and stuff. So that's we, we first thought about something called like a, well, a thanking loop where, for example, I would nominate someone and only when I nominate someone, I'm allowed to thank the person, which mm. would create like a thanking loop where you would pay it forward kind of every time. Right. But after that, we said, you know what, like, why don't we kind of simplify it and make it accessible to everyone? So then that's when we came up with the, with the final idea of thank loop where you and I could nominate anyone in our community. So let's say you, you love someone at BDC, a staff at BDC, you could say, oh, this person is so awesome because, you know, I walked in the other day at dance class and she made sure that whatever happens that, you know, I was safe and blah, 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 and this and that. And you could publish that, you know, profile and then that person could get thanked by, you know, a multitude of people and it took you two minutes to do that, you know? So. Yeah, I love that. So when, when does it officially come out to the masses like when can we start thanking people because i think that like you said this is literally the perfect time the world needs more positivity and just more generosity in general and i'm so excited about this when i saw that you posted your video that i shared with everyone i was just like this is so amazing and it's so simple but it's so powerful and it like literally like you said it takes two minutes and you can really change someone's day with it so i'm so excited for this yeah i mean thank you i'm glad you're enthusiastic by it and you know that's really the goal you know is to make it simple and that you don't just forget to do it like everyone wants the thing but we want to make sure that this is easy and you do it and we have you know things set in place if you want you can get reminded and stuff but so uh, there's a person that helped me come up with, her, with the concept. Her name is Masi Amini. And, uh, Another she... fancy name. Amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's not get into detail with that name. That was... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to try that one. I'm not going to try that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was a colleague at me from Cirque du Soleil, and we're just two young you know, people trying to figure this out. So she's coding it right now, actually. She just left her job to so help me with cool. it. So cool. Really happy. And... Uh, we think that it will launch by end of January, February, beginning. Wow, February. that's fast. Yeah. That's fast, but that's so exciting. I'm so excited to just keep seeing how it updates and everything. Like, I think that this is going to be such a powerful tool and hopefully like a regular tool that people can use all over the world. That's like just becomes part of your regular life of like the same way you use Instagram or Facebook. You could easily just use this program and you know, make someone's day brighter. So I hope that that's how it, it happens. Yeah, oh, that's awesome, yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that when we're gonna build this platform, obviously like we're gonna be very mindful of not creating these toxic habit-forming things that other social media networks <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, form. Because like you're saying, social media is already destroying the social fabric that we have. 
and now with COVID-19, like, are you kidding me, you know? So it's... Yeah, we're just like this all day, scrolling, scrolling. So, yeah, so maybe, you know, in the future plans, we can find a way that to remind people in, in a mindful way, of course, because, of course, practicing gratitude right now is not only extremely popular, but it's also something that just feels good for everyone. And so it's like meditation is huge. I'm a huge meditator. I meditate every day. Wow. Um, but also doing something concretely in the world that makes a difference easily from your laptop is also great. So yeah. you can add that as well to your tool set. I love that. So I also wanted to know, I know we talked a little bit about some of your other just like fun passions earlier. Um, what are some of the things that maybe in quarantine or even just in life in general that you know, make you really happy and that you're really passionate about outside of dance and outside of Thank Loop? Outside of Thank Loop and dance? Oh my God. Uh, I know. I mean, that's like a lot of your mental capacity is probably taken up a lot with that. But (laughs) I have other projects that make me super happy in the live entertainment business. So I have other projects that I'm pitching. Um, Other than that, like I would say that, you know, I usually try to make a list of things that I want to work on, like in terms of mindfulness. Mm. You know, everyone that has the luxury to work on themselves and to, and to plan. And right now, because of COVID-19, like we're so, you know, we have more free time than we used to before. And a lot of people are working from home. So instead of maybe commuting to work, then they can use that time to, you know, practice their well-being. So that's what I've been, I've been doing myself. You know, I've been uh, waking up, uh, you know, doing some meditation and uh, getting that work in, making sure I'm, I'm on track. Uh, and uh, I've been playing also a lot of video games. <laughs> but that's I'm good. Not sure that's a good thing. <laughs> I think it's okay. I think like because I know people are always like, oh my gosh, I watch all this Netflix or I'm doing all these things. But it's good to kind of do. I don't. I don't want to call it like mind numbing things, but like just something that can like take you out of something. It's totally fine as long as you're not spending like 20 hours of the day doing video games. I think you're good. <laughs> Yeah, I sleep, I sleep. That's good, that's good. (laughs) Awesome. Well, now it's time for, it's kind of a game, not really a game, but some questions. So these are questions loosely categorized by color. I'm going to pick one of each one. They are, some of them are more deep, some of them are silly. Um, and if, if any of them are like way too deep, you can always pass, but that hasn't happened yet. So (laughs) I think I don't fully remember what all of them are, but I'm just picking random cards here. Yeah. Don't ask me what I think about Cheetos because that's too intense for me. Cheetos. Do you like Cheetos? Is that something? Uh, I I like Cheetos. I was just, I was just kidding. (laughs) What's your favorite snack food while I get these ready? Tofu and like crackers. Tofu as a snack? Yeah, with crackers. Wow. Canada is a healthy, wild place. Mm-hmm. Very wild, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so pick color, and we'll, we'll do whichever Pink. one you pick. Amazing. Okay. What motivates you to get up every morning? I think, like, me personally, um, and I'm, I'm going to say routine, okay? Um, and, and I think because routine allows me to have some stability in my life which then leads me to go and and do my goals you know i think that 
I'm, I'm, I would say I'm thankful to be a person with goals and who's ambitious and stuff. So I would say that that definitely makes me wake up. And also just being able to collaborate with people, like not only be friends with people and have these fun conversations like I'm having with you, but literally like collaborating. So going out of your way, showing what, what ideas do you have, you know, what do you like and stuff and just doing that, yeah, I would say those are the two major things. I love that. Okay, next question. Uh, blue. <laughs> what are you most afraid of? Um, That's a hard one. <laughs> as long as it's not buttons and zippers. I think... I think I am someone like a lot of dancers who puts too much pressure on himself. Um, and the downside of having very high expectations of yourself is that you always, or not always, but sometimes you feel like you are maybe not at the level that you want to be. So what I'm most afraid of is that I set myself too high of goals that I'm, I never kind of reach that place where I'm like, it's okay, dude. Like, like you're happy, like you're good, you know? So I think that's talking to myself kindly or talking to myself in a mean way is I think what I'm most afraid of. Mm. Next one. You choose it. Yeah. Okay, I'll choose purple because that's my favorite color. Okay. What emotion do you experience the most? <laughs> Sadness, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> imagine i wouldn't be surprised right now i mean <laughs> yeah right now it depends like in the past four months or in my life. Yeah. yeah let's say like within the last month let's just do a short time surprise honestly surprise surprise it's been a crazy ride the past month like and uh just enthusiasm in general like just and I, i'm very lucky to be able to say this but just trying to do my things and actually putting them in the world has opened up things for me. So right, left, up, down, center, you know, has just been a surprise to work with people, to get their feedback, to improve on, on, on what I'm doing, to, you know, work on myself, you know. So all these things, I would say, I would say surprise and sometimes surprise in a bad way, you know, um, surprise in a way that, man, uh, it's been this number of months that we've been quarantined and sometimes you surprise yourself that like social anxiety is huge right now, you know, um, I, I for sure, you know, but I'm, I'm lucky because I get to dance with masks with mm, other people. Yeah. Like, you guys are able to, are you, you guys are able to like dance in person in studios with masks on right now? So technically no, but because we're a professional group, we are allowed. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. It's, it's weird. We hear, we can't like studios like BDC and stuff can't be open, but you can rent a room at Ripley and then have people with masks and dance in the room with those people. But for some reason, BDC can't be open or I don't know. Nothing makes sense. So definitely surprise and in good and bad ways. I'm feeling that too. <laughs> okay, last one of these questions and then we have one final question. If you had to make an alias, what would it be? Ooh, like, like, an, like if an... you were a spy or something. Oh like, an, like an alternate life. Like an, uh, like a, it doesn't have to be spy related. No, it doesn't have to be spy related. Your name could like be Oliver. Be an alternative name. An alternative like name. Basically. An alias. Like, yeah, it could be like a different name, like a different whole persona. 
I suck at English sometimes because I'm French, you know. So. Okay, is alias a French word? No, it's not. Oh, interesting. I feel like a lot of words are like French words or Spanish words that we just say in American. Latin. True. They're both they're both derived from Latin based, so that's why. But uh, I would say um, so. In, in Quebec, we have like a, a meal called poutine, which is like very tasty. French fries with cheese and gravy. Yeah. So I've had would, it at, at my say, summer camp. So my alias would be uh, poutine dancer twenty four seven. Amazing. Okay. okay. The very last question is what brings out your most creative self? Oof. I know it's hard. <laughs> I, I, I think that, you know, a lot of the times we associate creativity as being this random thing that comes to us from a bunch of different sources, emotions, joy, sadness, and, and things like that. I think that personally, what brings out my most creative self is actually um, self-talk with myself. So is yes, feeling some things, but also putting those emotions into something that is not fully concrete, but semi-concrete. So that can be, that doesn't mean that it has to be dance, but it can be just a thought that you have. And then you say, oh, well, what if that thought was applied to this? And uh, so I think that it is a combination of emotion and actually critical thinking. So I would say it's wow, amazing. that's a new a new answer that we haven't heard yet. That was very very cool. Um, okay, well now if you have anything that you would like to plug, um, we have your instagram on for anyone who's viewing this on youtube but um share it audibly with whoever is listening guys i'm trying to reach 100 million followers on my instagram (laughs) same same i'm so close Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no um yes no of of course uh guys if you want to check out thank loop um the website address will be thankloop.io of course, now we're having a fundraising campaign. So maybe Haley will put that under the description if you guys want to help out. So if you go on Indiegogo.com and you go on the search bar and you search for Thank Loop, it'll be there at one of the first results. And you can check out the video of me talking to you for a minute um, and things like that. But yeah, thank you for having me, Haley. It was such a pleasure. And uh, maybe one day I'll be back. Who knows? Yes, hopefully you'll be back in New York. Um, And then for anyone who's listening, this episode will go live on the podcast, Dancers Doing Stuff, anywhere you can get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you, if if you listen on any other random place, it's probably there. Um, This will probably go live in about two weeks. They go live every Friday with a mini episode every Sunday. Um, I'm on week six of The Artist's Way, so I'll be talking about that this Sunday. Um, and yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel, essentially Haley. And I think I'm going to make just a specific dancers doing stuff, Instagram so that I can put all the awesome videos and pictures of my guests that I've had so far and the crafts that we've made, um, on Instagram in a nice cohesive place. 
Um, and yeah, if you if you make a pop-up card, definitely tag us and join the Facebook group for dancers doing stuff. Hopefully, I'm trying to make it a communal, safe place where we can create uh, without pressure of perfection. So I think those are all the things I have to plug. Awesome talking to you. I'm going to practice saying your name, and I will see you soon, hopefully. <laughs> yes, awesome. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you.